Hi, how you doing tonight? This is Bob A. And we've got a special show for you tonight. We have part two of Madeline and Me. Which stars Madeline Moses. Who is an entrepreneur and a motivational speaker. And owns the company Alter Ego Global. She also wrote what's called Pyramid to Prosperity. Okay. We left off where I was given my philosophy of life. Here it is. My philosophy on life is that God equals truth equals love. Mm -hmm. I think they're all equal. I think the closer you get to truth, the closer you get to God, the closer you get to love. Absolutely. That's my belief, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) And I've lost jobs because I was truthful. You know, instead of faking something or whatever, I was truthful and I've lost jobs that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I bounce back. I'm resilient. Because the one quality of, of people with, let's say, ADHD, it, 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 they have to keep bouncing back. Because I'll have 50 times a day where I'll make a stupid mistake because of my ADHD. And you, you don't know how much that, that just destroys my, you know, ego. And I can't accept it in my heart, I think, that, okay, I'm going to make these mistakes. And not only I can't accept it, other people can't accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some good videos on my website, my Facebook site, about ADHD, um, I think it's a silent destroyer. I mean, it, I mean, you just become self-loathing of yourself because you can't do this simple task. Like if, if somebody asks me to go to the post office, I get terrified because I don't know what to do once I get there. Oh, oh what box do I put in? And it, I don't learn things fast. I'm a slow and methodical thinker. So you become that absent-minded professor-type person. And either you accept it, keep getting hurt by either yourself or other people. And I have said many times on this show, if somebody asks me, what one thing do you want to get rid of? It it, it always comes down to ADHD. Mm. Because that teaches me to be anxious. It teaches me to be depressed, it teaches me to be self-loathing. Um, and people, and the worst part of it is people have no clue. Um, they they don't know how to deal with a person like myself. That's why I'm not in a relationship. Because, you know, I burn people out sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's incredibly, I guess, lonely but I don't want to bring any anybody else in to my uh, problems. Um, they say people with ADHD are more likely to commit suicide and their families. So it's a big problem that's laughed at in a sense because every time I tell a person I have it, they come back and say, oh, I have it too. Like, I have it, but it's no big deal. Yeah. Now, there are cases where it isn't that big of a deal, where it's not that 
potent. But for me, I just can't do certain things that people can do. Take directions, for instance. Have a sense of direction. I'm always lost. And that's a terrible feeling. I mean, I go into a grocery store, I'm lost. I go into an airport and I'm lost. Mm. I can't do simple things. I can't fill out a form because I always put it on the wrong line or I put the wrong thing. It wants the last name, I put the first name. So it, it, it's a tough disease, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And no one you know, really understands it, and no one uh, gives it the credit that it deserves. I I think it should be addressed more strongly. Well, you know, but here's the thing, like, I I have to say, this is why these conversations are so beautiful, because, yeah, like I was saying, my, my boyfriend, like, that was like the biggest argument, like, that we would have was such a lack of focus, like, all over the place. Um, I'll never forget when we first met. We, we were together for five years, but I'll never forget when I first met him. He said, most people can only stand to be around me for three weeks. We'll see how long you last. And I was like, it, it was funny because I, I, I'll never forget that, but I was like, in my head, I'm like, what the hell does that mean, you know? But because he's so overexcitable, like, it, it is so true. He's so overly excitable. He can't focus. It took away my focus from um, the projects that I was doing, constantly trying to bring him back to focus, trying to, mm-hmm. we would always like have these like um, arguments, or not, not arguments, but he would always say, oh, Mandy's the grounded one because he's always wanting to go float up in the clouds and I would be like having to like bring him back down to earth. And it would take a lot of energy from me. And because of that, yeah. I gained, like... You burn out. I, I burned out. I get my adrenals shut down. I gained 50 pounds mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. I couldn't lose it. My body was holding on to it because he was he was taking so much energy from me. My body was holding on yeah. to the weight. So I didn't go into burnout. So I had, um, so I had a storehouse. So when we broke up, I actually, like, immediately lost, like, 15 pounds. But does that make me right and him wrong? No, I just didn't understand it. And with you sharing your inside feeling of what it's like to be inside the body experiencing that, I would never be able to understand that because I don't know. And it's not my... I'm sorry, it's just, uh, it's sort of like having a really smart brain, but a dumb outside. Mm. Um, and you know, and that's my definition of hell. I mean, you're really smart, and everybody gets on your case because you know you put the name, last name, where first name should be, and that's what people in this country uh, consider important. But you know, without people like myself. You know, a lot of inventions wouldn't have happened. A lot of innovation wouldn't have happened. But we kind of pay the ultimate price because we suck at relationships. I mean, I suck at relationships with adults, mostly. Because they'll say something to me and I'll I'll forget it. 
or it won't register. I can't focus on anything I'm not interested in or I think is going to save my life. You know, I can't focus on something that I consider unimportant. But it's if it's important to me, I can what they call super focus. So that's a real advantage, and that's why I was successful in IT, even though everybody kind of didn't like me in a sense. And that's the other thing. You start feeling really bad. Why don't, why doesn't people, you know, why don't they like me? And I couldn't figure that out for 60 years. I, I've just come to start, start to figure out exactly why, you know, people keep saying, well, he's trouble. You know, um, he's a troublemaker or whatever. Uh, I, all my thinking is outside the box. Mm-hmm. And, I can't relate to anybody. I, it's very hard to find people that I can relate to. I do have a few that I call up, and now I'm retired. I'll feel a lot better. I don't have the pressure of work. But you, the demon of mental illness and depression, I don't think I'll ever be able to get rid of that. I have to manage it. I have to live with it. Um, and I have to reconcile to it. And part of what I'm doing this show for is to help in that area. Absolutely. It's, part, part, it's partly for me. I'm, I'm being selfish. It's all, it, but, that's the thing. It is, it is the more we share our stories, the more we speak up, the, you know, the more we heal ourselves. I wrote a book last year. And about a lot of the abuse that I had gone through in my life, I thought I was writing this book for others, and it wasn't. The book was for myself. Um, and that is why it's so important to, you know, break the silence. The more we share our stories, the more we heal ourselves. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, podcasts are great, but not everybody listens to podcasts. They listen to CNN News. They listen to Fox News, and Fox News tells them, do this, that, and the other thing. And, and, and that's the right way to do things. And that's gotta, that's gotta go away. People have to have, I, my dream would be to start a revolution, you know, a, and just make mental illness as important as it really is mm-hmm. to, to other people. Because other people just say, well, he, he has mental illness. He, you know, he's bad. Uh, they don't try to understand it. If you don't have it, you can't understand it. And that's what this show is all about, is trying to, I'm trying to make people understand it not to be afraid of medicine. I, I believe in medicine because I've, I've lived it. I went from zero to 10. And the only thing that got me there was the medicine. But again, I want to emphasize that not everybody needs it. There are people that take it and they don't need it. And no one needs the side effects. 
So if you don't need it, if you can resolve your problems by talking through them, then that's the better way to go. I mean, maybe I could do it. I don't know. But all I know is that it's like an open wound. And if people hit it, it hurts. But if I put some cream on it, it feels a lot better. And that, to me, is what medicine is. It's yeah. cream over the cut. The cut's still there. Mm-hmm. But you're you're doing something about it. Whether it heals it or not, you're actually doing something to help yourself. And And I always say that the one thing that you need more than anything else in the world is to love yourself. If you oh, love yourself, really? then, then if you love yourself, everything falls down like dominoes. It's 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 not money. It's not uh, power. It's not all these other things. You love yourself, and that's it. You've got it. You've mm-hmm. got the peace. But it's the hardest thing to do, in, you know, in the world. Pretty much. It's just, I don't know too many people that truly love themselves. I mean, they, lo- loving have, yourself and coming to that is like it's a it's a process because we're constantly having to like, uh, you know, I th- I think that's the expression of what we're you know here to do is like tear down all those walls that that show us where we're not you know where we're not loving ourselves, but. What's so, you know, what's so beautiful is, you know, you're like, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that, but it's not, you're, you're not trying, you're already doing it. And what's so beautiful about all of this is you're, you've connected to, um, you've connected to like people like me, for instance, who have the same mission. And what I say, like the time is now, the time is now. And because you have such a passion for what you're doing with mental illness, you're, re- you know, you're connecting with people who have that same passion. And so that movement that you are creating is the same movement that I'm creating. And all those pieces mm-hmm. were connecting together. You know, I started a movement called I Matter because that's what really stems um, me to speak out was because um, I was justifying that my experience um, from being a victim of the abuse from someone who had mental illness didn't matter. So I finally had to come to a place where I was like, well, wait a second, because a doctor had once said to me, um, or had said to me, it's like, you know, be mad at the disease, uh, not the person. But I was like, but this did happen to me, you know, and, and, um, and I was very hurt by it. And I had to make the choice that I did matter. Like, I matter. And we all matter. We matter We matter on both ends of things. And if I were to say that I had never um, identified myself or acted in a way that society would call mentally ill, I would be lying. I would be lying. I've acted manic so many times in my life mm-hmm. because I lost control or whatever, and I will take a hundred percent accountability for that. I actually, I actually just recently, uh, matter of fact, I, I didn't really see it until now. It just kind of came out of the blue. I was in a meditation, but um, my my a relationship that I was in prior to the relationship that I was just in um, was was a guy that I loved so dearly and. 
uh, when the relationship ended out of the blue for me, I acted like an idiot. Like I acted manic. And five Um. years afterwards, I was like, oh, my God. Like I finally was able to see it through the mania of my ex-boyfriend. So I, I, I debated for a while. But then I was like, no, I feel like I deserve to at least acknowledge how I behaved. And I sent him an email. Um, I haven't gotten a reply, and it doesn't matter if I get a reply or not. I just wanted to acknowledge uh, my own mania uh, because I acted severely ill because of my own pain. Yes, yes. And, and, and just to say, I believe strongly that if you're abused as a child, you will abuse as an adult. You, as an adult, if you're not conscious of it, will try to reenact the situations you had as a child to get it right. Subconsciously, your mind is trying to reconcile the fact that you were beaten by a belt um, or, or tortured or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And when you grow up, Guess what? You start meeting guys. You're attracted to guys, you know, just like your father. And your father was mentally ill and beat on you. You know, corporal punishment. And you grow up and you want to resolve it. So how do you resolve it? Well, you got to recreate the situation. And so it happens again to you and, and over it and over and over. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens to people in relationships is that they relive their childhood. Absolutely. And we have not learned as a species how to parent our children. We, we, we just don't know. I mean, we, I, up to now, I don't think we've really tried. You know, we just used our children for different chores on the farm or something. But did anyone, you know, ever try to get uh, a, a resolution to that? I mean, it's it's just a terrible thing, child abuse, and it goes on all the time, and it causes so much pain as an adult uh, to everyone. Um in one way or another. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't stop, we're not, we're not going to last. I yeah. mean, the, the Cobra virus might be the end of us because we don't know how to parent our own children. We think hitting them is a good idea. We, you know, or, or in the opposite direction, not mm-hmm. giving them any discipline. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the happy mom, you know, the cool mom. Yeah. And I won't discipline anybody at all. Uh, discipline and punishment is two different things. You, you, you don't punish children. You discipline them. And they only learn by one thing and one thing only. What you do. Mm-hmm. You can say to your blue in the face, you know, smoking is bad, smoking is bad, smoking is bad. But if you're smoking, they're going to smoke. Yeah. If you're doing anything, they're going to do it. 
if you show love to them, they're going to show love to other people. So that's the dilemma, and it starts at home. It starts at home. Absolutely, uh, does. Families need, like you said, in this, they had to all live with each other for two months, and I would like to do a study on that and see how that worked out. Yeah, I mean, you, you see it, you see, you see it all. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna see the fallout, and we're actually one of the things that we're gonna be getting started um, at the end of this year is a, a documentary called uh, the, the glass, a documentary called the Glass House, where we are showing um, how the abuse cycle in the family continues um, from so, so from different. Um, perspectives and I am so excited to be able to get started on that project because like mm-hmm. you've touched on a good point you know it's like we don't know how to um, uh, parent our children we don't n- 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 there's no manual for it and um, they don't even attempt we, to have a manual it's not oh, in school no. nothing it's just like we just we, we try and do the best that we can that's all we can do but we really need to understand how the brain works, how we, we how, it's just, it's deeper. Parenting a child is very deep to have a yes. child that depends on you for all of their needs and understanding like, you know, if, if we knew, <laughs> if we knew before we had a child, like um, all it entails to actually raise a child, like how their brain forms, how their, their cognitive, their spiritual their, 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 all of their development. Oh my gosh, we'd all be like, right. oh my god, we're not having a kid. <laughs> I don't yeah, think, I think very hard. few people would have a child if they understood. Like my sister the other day was there, my, 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 my nephew is eight months old and he was watching this cartoon. And this cartoon, um, was talking about the story about this like toad marrying a frog or something like that. And I look over and the you know, the uncle toad or something was smoking on a cigar and had a pistol. I was like, Oh my God, turn that garbage off. Like, I I was like, I was like, do not wait. I was like, I was trying to tell my sister right now, this kid is eight months old. It's an open computer. Everything that we say, everything that we think, everything we feel, everything he watches, everything he hears goes into his brain and it's a storehouse for information. So we've got to be careful of what it is that we're putting into his brain. What goes in must come out, right? And so we think it's just a funny little dismissal cartoon because we're an adult, but it's not. It's not. So, you know, we've got to be aware of that so we can. So there's a lot of things that we can do to educate. And, you know, and I don't want to be, um, you know, there's hope. I really do feel like we, I don't really love the word hope, but we have to have faith that the more that we speak out about it, we're not going to heal this problem overnight. This is something that the world has been suffering for since since the dawn of its time. But we can make yeah. a difference by having these conversations. Well, people, anyway. Yeah. I mean, people are just very complicated, and to raise a child is very complicated and we haven't reached that that spot yet we haven't gotten to a spot where we know how to raise our children and it it just not a lot of people are happy 
I mean, it, they took a survey in the United States. Only 33% of the people said they're happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's disgusting. And I mean, we have the greatest country in the world, and 33% are, are happy. Yeah, and you got to say 33% of that people, it's like even a smaller percent because they just didn't want to admit that they weren't happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, who, yeah who, aren't, who wasn't lying? But, right. Yeah. Happiness is 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 becoming less and less in in this country um or or any country but like i said we we need to find it in ourselves we need to find it in ourselves we we can't get it from somebody else we can't say oh if if, if this person could only be my spouse i would be you know I would be healed. It would help me and heal me. No. You have to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to love yourself. It's the hardest thing to do. This artist has a song. He calls it, I hate myself. <laughs> and he's only saying that because that's what he feels. Mm-hmm. His music that he sings is what he's feeling. Yeah. He hates himself. Why? Because of he had a bad childhood. His mother died young on uh, doing overdose of opiates. So that crushed him. So he hates who he is. He doesn't want to be depressed. He doesn't want to be that person. And how many other people can do say that? Maybe not out loud, but they say, you know, I don't, I don't like myself. I look in the mirror and I don't like myself. And the healing has, has to start inside yourself. And you could marry anybody you want. They're not going to be the panacea that makes you happy. You have to get it first and then you can enjoy, you know, a loving relationship afterwards. But yeah. if you don't have it first, if you don't love yourself, your marriage or your relationship is going to be a, a rocky, rocky one. Yeah. The, the people that love themselves to an extent have the best marriages, I believe. Oh, and, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there's so many people that don't love themselves they try to hang on to somebody, you know, and it 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 will end in disaster. It it always will. Um, you know, I don't know how we solve the world, <laughs> but one step at a time, I guess. I mean, uh, my I you know we heal the world by connecting with each other and being able to have these open dialogues. Mm-hmm where for just a moment in time, we're able to just have a conversation objectively and put each other, put ourselves in each other's shoes. Yeah. You know, that is honestly how we do that. Empathy. And so like Empathy. these moments like today are so beautiful. My, my, my brother said to me, I, I, I'm too, uh, I'm too nice. Basically is what he said. My father was mm-hmm. dying and he, he was writing up all the papers you know, the paperwork. 
My father was like 92. And I was saying, let's, you know, let's make him feel better. Uh, have we talked about, you know, any kind of medication that can help him? And my brother just turned to me and said, you know, be quiet. You know, he's my oldest brother. I'm the youngest. He said, be quiet. You, you, you're just, I forgot the word he used, but basically it meant, I'm too nice. You got to be a little bit rotten. You got to be a little bit rotten in this world, is what he was saying to me. Mm. And I hate to believe that's true. But you have to be a little bit rotten. I hate to believe that's true. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I, you know, I don't think that's true. It's like if you, you know, you, the only thing that you need to do is express who you are, whatever your true expression is. <laughs> you know, it's like you do not need to be rotten in this world. That's what that's what contributes to you know. It's like one of my favorite. Um, you know, we, well, you know, everybody says it. You know, the more you heal yourself, you heal the world, and what you're doing is just perfectly perfect. You know. Um, is perfectly perfect. And this world is what it is. We can't, you know, uh, one person alone isn't going to change the world. Um, and it's a, that's a heavy burden to put on our shoulders. I know there was a time and place where I was putting that on my shoulders, um, on myself. I've got to heal the world, but you know, it's, it, it really does. I was in, I was living in Guatemala, uh, a little over a year ago and I did this, um, I uh I did a shamanic ceremony and basically a message that came through during this was every problem in the world comes down to just one thing and that one thing is uh lack of love for yourself. Everything in this world is always showing you where you need to love yourself a little bit more. So if we really do want to make a difference in this world, we do just need to start loving ourselves a little bit more. Yeah. And and which really does come back down to mental illness because the mind is, you know, we separate our mind from our heart. But if we can get to the heart and start loving ourselves every day, we can free ourselves from the shackles and the prisons of the mind. Yeah. And then therefore we'll start to see a rise in consciousness and things in this world really start to heal. But it's not about looking at the material world or the outside world. It's about looking at ourselves and what we can do each and every single day in our lives to take one more step to loving ourselves. And that's what I choose yeah. to do every day. And, and, and our time on this earth is very little. I mean, yeah. I'm 62. I know. Okay. Uh, it goes fast. It goes extremely fast, and you, you have to get the most out of every moment. And, and the first thing you have to do is, is heal yourself. To do that, um, happiness comes from healing the wounds and uh, looking at yourself and saying, you know, like that old Stuart character in Saturday Live, you know, I'm good oh, enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm strong enough, and damn it, people like me. You know, that, it's funny, but it's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to say those things, but it's true. Yeah. When you look in the mirror, you, 
you have to say, you know, you're okay. Uh, no matter what, you're okay. And, and the sad part is that so many people don't know this. And that's the message I'm trying to get across, um, with this podcast. And God knows if, if it's going to make it, you know, to enough people, but I'm never going to stop trying as long as I live. Uh, there you this go. is what I'm going to do. That's what you're going to do. Now you've got an I'm ally. Resilient. You've got me as your ally. We're going to do this movement <laughs> together because I'm, I'm took, right there with you. <laughs> I took karate. I love karate. I took it and I sucked, basically. And that guy, my sensei or whatever you call him, he, he would say, man, that, that guy just keeps coming back. He can't do it. He keeps coming back. It took me five years to do a three-year black belt course. Mm. But he he admired me because I just came, came back. <laughs> you know, it's like you're supposed to be able to jump over eight people. I jumped over one if I was lucky. I loved it, and uh, I didn't give up on it. And I'm not going to give up on this broadcast. It's, I mean, as long, like I said, as long as I live, I'm going to be on the air preaching this to as many people as I could possibly get in, in, in every way. Absolutely. It's so um, beautiful. To me, to me, right now I'm in spring training. I don't have, you know, the audience that I would like to have. But it's spring training. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the artist I was talking about, he said he used to suck himself. But he learned. And he didn't quit. Exactly. He had that resilience not to quit. And I think everyone should learn from that and, and, and be able to start over. I mean, you get knocked down on the, on the ground, you get up. You, you, you come, you know, you come up from the canvas and you get back into the fight. Until your until your last breath, and 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 that's to me that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I've always had the desire to help people, and the main selfishness that I have is I don't want my suffering. I to mean nothing. You know, mm-hmm. I suffered and and I did nothing. Yeah. Uh, it was just suffering. I want my suffering to mean something. Yeah. And the only way it can mean something is if I help people. If I can help people through these bad times when they want to commit suicide. uh, Things like that. Uh, There's too much suicide. And I believe everyone can get help. And everyone can feel good. Look at me. I, I... I was a basket case, and now I feel very strong. Um, I still feel depressed, and, and I still have anxiety, but I'm strong. Mm-hmm. And the last medicine that I was put on really, really helped me a lot. And I was lucky. And, you know, I'm grateful. Uh, and, I, and I'm grateful for every day that I get to live. And and 
every day I get to live and not be miserable. Because for months, my depression kept me miserable and suffering for months. So I just want to just stamp that out and say, look, it's over, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's make it over. Yes. It's, it's doable. It is. It we're is. intelligent. We're intelligent people. We may, may have gotten a raw deal with this world being so difficult and hard to maneuver, but a lot of it has to do with people not coming together also. So if you come together, it's going to be better. It's never going to be perfect, but it's going to be so much better than just the way it is now. The way it is now is terrible. It's yeah. horrible. Half, well, the, half the world lives in poverty. So, and, and again, I think it all stems from mental illness. But I think we're running out of time. I'm probably going to make this two parts because... We've run up to an hour and a half, but it yeah, was very, we had a very, great, a very great conversation. Thank you so yeah, much. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, I met you and and I was able to talk to you about these things because there are very few people I can talk to about things like this. But uh, I have a friend in New Jersey I can call and and talk to, and uh, I'm grateful for that too. So. Um, yeah, I mean, you were a great guest, and uh, I really appreciate you. Oh, I'm so happy that I was able time. to meet you today. Thank you so much. Yeah, I know you're very busy, and I'm going to be keeping track of of your podcast, and uh, I hope you listen to mine. Um, it, it's going to get better and better. If you don't like it now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got we've got confidence uh, we've got confidence in each other. We've got a big movement to to get going. So this isn't the end of our mm-hmm. relationship, and I'm just super excited that we were able to connect because we, you know, we connected yeah. on a wavelength uh, for a problem that really does need um, to shine the light. You know, we need to shine this light really, really bright um, on this mental illness. Uh, we need to start taking um, yeah. personal accountability and responsibility for our own personal parts rather than just saying, oh, that person is mentally ill. What's wrong with them? Well, the only reason you said that is because you're suffering from something as well. You know, so we just need to mm-hmm. get into a place of taking personal accountability, sharing our stories and not be not hide behind shame and embarrassment or whatever it is that we're hiding from and just having these conversations. So I felt very blessed today that yeah. I was able to connect with you um, at, at a very well, soul me, level today. Thank me you. also, I didn't know what to expect, but uh, I mean, you, you seem like a very beautiful person and inside and out and I, I thank you for listening to me and also sharing your important ideas with me because mm-hmm. uh, I'm learning I'm, I'm learning a lot myself yeah so um, maybe we can do it again absolutely uh, let's definitely keep in touch and 
let's say goodbye to the audience. Goodbye, audience. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us today. This was so amazing. Wow, that was a great show with Mandolin Moore. I think we can work together in the future on different projects to get the message out. That's the end of the show. So my email address, if you have any questions, is overtherainbowbob at gmail.com. And my Twitter address is at overtherainonebow. And you can check me out on Facebook and Instagram. Just go for LTR, Achieving Mental Health for Real. Okay, everybody. Have a good night. Take care.